Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. We're talking to uh, Susan E. Isaacs, the uh, the hyphenate. Uh, the hyphenate. Hyphenate, yes, right. And um, I wanted to ask a question about comedy and the church, because mm. you were at the crossroads of that. And I, as a woman comedian, um, talk about the church and comedy. I, I don't think the church is very good at comedy. Uh, yeah. And we're in the, the, the Protestant church is so di- divided and, mm-hmm. and cut up into all these slices of denominations. Yeah. Uh, might even be easier to be a Catholic comedian than it is to be. A oh, Catholic. yes. Yeah, because at Completely. least you, yeah, everything goes to Rome. So you don't need to worry about too much uh, of that. But talk about comedy in the church, because I know you have a lot of experience in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's interesting to me that Jimmy Fallon um, and Stephen Colbert, who are the heads of late night TV, are both practicing Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, Catholics did not have the same kind of uh, bifurcation between art and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's because we took all the symbols away. I, but I also think it comes from this moral rectitude that comedy is based on pointing out embarrassing things. You know, it's like embarrassing truths. I mean, if you think about it, the prophets were sort of like stand-ups. They were like social commentary stand-ups, you know? Who was it, Elijah, who basically cooked his food over a poop fire and walked oh, around yeah. the street naked? I mean, he was like basically like a walking performance artist in the heat, you know. Or, or John, I, the, John the Baptist. Or John the Baptist, yes. yes. I mean, they are performance artists. The artists are basically the ones who hold a mirror up to society and say who we are. And comedy is based on juxtaposing things you don't expect and surprising you. And I don't know whether it comes for the uh, the holiness movement, but we base so much of our, like I'm a good Christian if I'm doing all these things right. And when comedy is on shock and awe and embarrassment, we get offended. Offended too easily. Way too easily. When we should be the ones going, you know what? I'm such a jerk. I'm such an idiot. Yeah, I do all that wrong. And I'm still loved by Jesus. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, welcome to mercy and grace. Right. Well, and why is it that AA is, you know, sometimes the most calm, the most honesty going on in the church is in the basement at the AA meeting. Right. Where people are like, hi, I'm an alcoholic. This is what I did today. And I drank or this or that. I'm like, oh, welcome where there's more honesty going on. If we, I remember a friend of mine who's actually a chaplain in the army, he described church as the Sunday show. Mm. You know, what have we gone wrong? And I'm not saying that we should all get up and like, you know, air our dirty laundry in front of people that we maybe don't know are safe. Um, But we of all people should be laughing our butts off at ourselves. Right. We should have, and that is such a godly thing. I mean, Jesus was just so completely offensive. Why do you think they had him killed? Right. Yep. 
And I think that that's the problem. I think it comes from a desire to do right, blah, blah, blah. But what is, I think that, I mean, when I was growing up, it's like, well, you want to be a comedian, you could do church skits. And I'm like, no, the Bible isn't funny. Right. It's so dour and serious. And, you know, when I found out later, like how much Jewish humor is in there, but we read everything like this, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, we took all the fun out of it, which is why I didn't want to be part of the church. We, and that's a huge part of my split. I was too wild for the church and too tame for the world. Um, but you should have, I, a t- you should have a t-shirt that says that. Yeah, I yeah, probably like homeschooled and wild. Yeah, too wild for the church, too tame for the world. Um, I think that some of that is changing. I have seen, you know, people who are, um, oh, Nick Thune um, is one guy who's come out of it. There are, I, Jim Gaffigan, I mean, I'm friends with his wife, Jeannie. They're um, very, very strong ca- practicing Catholics, but Catholics, not Protestant. What I don't know why, but we should, of all people should be a lot, you know, a lot better at making fun of ourselves and making fun of the things that we do. Yeah. Um, and just basically, you know, loosening up a little, whether that means, you know, getting a colonic, I don't know, <laughs> you need a spiritual colonic, like get, you know, get over yourself. You're here. You totally mess up every day. Right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you someone, he just popped into my head. He's, he's not alive anymore. Uh, I did a shoot with him many years ago, back in the early nineties, Sam Kinison. Sam Kinison is a great example, a Pentecostal preacher in his day. He had it all down. Uh, He had the whole preaching style and he turned into a rebel with a cause or without a cause. And uh, he went, he went way out on the edge uh, of where he went, but he would not have ever been accepted with his humor in the church. He was actually much funnier for the secular audiences from, uh, and he was risque, very risque and funny. funny. I mean, very funny, funny, funny. funny. Yeah. Talking to Susan Isaacs, we're finishing up our time here. You know, any last thoughts? I mean, we've got uh, 31 countries across the world, thousands Mm -hmm. of listeners. And a lot of them are creatives between the ages of about 18 and 25, Susan. And then we have this big jump, uh, 45 to 60. I don't know what happened to the uh, 25 to 30-year-olds, 35-year-olds. I don't know where they're at. Maybe they're busy working or doing whatever they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. And making a living and paying for the children, you know, diapers, uh, food, all the clothing, uh, going to school. But um, any thoughts? I mean, gosh, you could... You've got four or five doors in the hallway to go down. Author, uh, comedian. That's my biggest problem. Oh, yeah. I okay. need to pick door number yeah. okay. one. Okay, all right. Pick a <laughs> pick a door and in your your uh, your thoughts here of of challenge uh, inspiration. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what what do you say? What do you say? Uh, I mean, most of the people, ninety percent, eighty percent, are faith faith based creatives. Yeah. Um, what what what, well, you, I, what can you give them that 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 can help? I would say um, don't like wait around from on high to um make a move um you know the the secular world the people who don't believe in god don't they think it's all up to them and if anything's going to happen they have to do it themselves and you could take a little page out of that book that i mean there may be some things that god's like that's a bad idea i mean use your judgment but don't wait for 
the church's approval or a sign from on high because who you are and who God you made to be is already there in just your personality and your interests. And that is the biggest clue towards what God would make God happy. You know, he didn't give you those things. I mean, if, if God was your teacher, he'd be like, well, let's see what you got. What do you got? This is good. Let's work with what you got. He's not trying to send you over something that's so far away from you. And if it's hard, it's not because God doesn't want you to do it or you've done something wrong. It's because it's hard. Yeah. It is just hard. And I think as Christians, and this is what I did, was like, I'm God's child, so it should be easy and doors should open for me. And if the doors open, don't open, I'm either done something wrong or basically I was looking for any excuse to blame it on something else because I was terrified. And I let that terror put me into inaction and passivity. And there's nothing worse than a story in which the hero is passive. Take risks. Don't be afraid. And you're going into an, I mean, you know, it's like, don't limit yourself. I mean, obviously there's some things that you just know in your spirit. Oh, guys, this makes me just sad in my heart. I can't do it. Obey it. Obey your instinct because the Holy, if you love the Lord, the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit is in your intuition and your instinct. Yep. Yep. There's a a great quote. He's part of the operating system. He's already there in your operating system. He's your OS. There you go. He's your OS. Yeah. There's a great quote by Ira Glass. I, I, I won't give all of it. Uh, but he, he basically says, you know, it took me a long time uh, to finally get good. It took me years, longer than other people, to get really good. And I had to fight through not giving up, is, was the gist yeah. of what he was saying. Yep. And it's, it's na- natural, it's normal for you to, to have to push, push, push. And you have great taste, and, but what you're doing is not up to the standards of your great taste. Just keep Put yourself on a deadline. I'm sure you say mm-hmm. this to yeah, oh God, your writers yeah. as well. Just keep writing. Don't don't wait for the mood to hit you. Uh, and Ira Glass finishes up with, it is normal for you to want to give up, but you have to fight your way through it. And then finally, yeah. you're going to create something and you're going to realize looking at it, you know, I think this is pretty good. And it mm-hmm. takes sometimes years for that to happen. Just don't yeah. give up. And I like the yeah. fact that you said about risk. And I, I deal with so many other creatives that, uh, that are well-meaning and they're just sitting there almost, you know, like a meditation from yoga, waiting for um, the spirit to, to tell them where to go and what to do. Have a plan yeah. and give it, to, make your plans and let God direct your steps. Yeah, yeah. Make your plans and act on your plans and also allow yourself like right now, my students, I'm just, you're, you're gunning for fade out on the crappy first draft. The first draft's not going to be good. The first version, give yourself permission to write bad the first time because you're just getting it down. Be, but one bad idea on paper is worth more than a thousand great ideas that live only in your head. There you go. Yeah. Mario. So do it. Do Mario- it. Mario Puzo once said that wrote The Godfather and, and others. He said, um, the secret to writing is not writing. The secret is rewriting. Yeah, uh, always, 
Always, yeah. always, whatever your creative thing, it's okay for it to be bad the first time. Mm -hmm. Just get it down and find a buddy, make a plan, have, have some accountability somewhere. Susan Isaacs, it's been a pleasure to have you on our podcast. I love you saved like fine wine. You saved the best stuff for last. Lady. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that. It's been a, it's been a joy to have you. You too, Craig. Thank you so much for asking me. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig.